0: How's it going, everybody? Uh, welcome to Emerald City Hockey's post-game live, presented by Flatstick Pub. Uh, first home game of the season. Same result, though, that we've uh, come to expect. Unfortunately for the Kraken this season, as uh, as they drop the home opener to Colorado, four-one. I mean, it's. It's not a good situation, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to think of ways of staying positive and and being upbeat and and all that good stuff without it coming across as um, disingenuous or or something like that. But the bottom line is, it's it's worry time, if not panic time, <laughs> just because the Kraken can't seem to score more than one goal a game, and you know there are there are some sports where a one for you is really, really good, right? Such as golf or mini golf uh, at Flatstick pub, right? That would be a fantastic uh, time to only have a one in the score column, right? So you, you just go out there, maybe go over there post game after the game, you get your dollar off your beer, you play a couple holes, uh, try to relax over at Flatstick and you put up only a one and and you know what? you just hole in one, hole in one, hole in one. Awesome. That's the way it goes. That's hockey, unfortunately, is not the same as mini golf <laughs> and uh, a one is not going to cut it. Most games, uh, it's, it's not going to cut it really, you know, 90 percent of the time. And And I just uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to do, what else to talk about, because the Kraken are playing well. They are playing well. They had 70 shot attempts in this one. 70. They had 30 shots on goal through the first two periods. When was the last time you saw a team have 30 shots on goal through two periods? I mean, a lot of teams don't even get that in an entire game anymore. So uh, they're playing well. The first two power plays look good. The penalty kill is unbelievable right now. They're winning face-offs. They're doing that. Possession numbers uh, tonight they were a little iffy for some of the lines but for some of the lines they're still really solid they're winning the possession battles grubauer still looks good in net but if you can't finish if you can't score you just can't win and that's where the kraken are at right now and um it's it's unfortunate because it is one of those things where when that's the thing that's costing you from winning a game it it really just zaps the energy and the excitement out of things, doesn't it? It's it's kind of the one thing, right? It'd be one thing if they're losing these games like 5-4, they're at least still exciting games. There's moments where you feel like you're in it, but boy, being on the Discord, being on Twitter, even just taking a glance over at the comment section right now, I get why everybody kind of feels the way that, they do it it's tough it's it's a rough situation that the Kraken are in right now when you can't finish because it does kind of create this hopeless feeling sometimes but again there was lots of good news the their passing looked better the power play looked better at the beginning they they had so many shots like at some point the dam will break it has to oh. um all right so as I transition over here I see the comment here from Isaac no RJ RJ will join us later he was at the game. Uh, He's credentialed for all the games. So RJ uh, is at the game. He's going to go down, do all the post-game media availabilities, and then he's going to join us. Usually about half an hour into post-game live uh, is when RJ RJ joins us, and then we get to hear what Haxtell had to say, what the players had to say, all that good stuff. We can get RJ's opinion on the game. Um, Starting things off with Coop. I mean, I know this has been your thing, Coop, right? 9.70 save percentage hundred you know one say percentage uh 100 percent there uh 968 and then tonight 973 opposing goaltending this this team can't shoot i really don't think it's just bad luck i think there are elements to that right like at some point it becomes undeniable that the kraken have issues with their finishing um but at the same time so much if you look at the top scores in this league so few of them shoot at you know 15 plus percent so much of it is driven on volume shooting you go look at alex ovechkin's numbers through the last 20 years uh, and it's it's a lot based on volume shooting you look at austin matthews it's volume shooting and the kraken right now are volume shooting like at some point they're going to start scoring and the scoring should catch up to what they're doing it's just right now i'm with you it looks terrible and it and it does at you know, one time it's a flu it can happen, right? Two times it's like, well, you know, okay, coincidence. And then by three game four, it's starting to look like a pattern. So I totally see where you're coming from, Coop, but I just think it's it's one of those things that just needs a little bit more time. Schultz here with the super chat, though. Thank you very, very much. Really, really appreciate that. Power play needs to be rebuilt. Give the PK line a go. Last season there was an over-reliance on one timer, maybe go back to that. How much for Nylander? Oh my gosh, if we could get Nylander right now, that would be phenomenal. I don't think Toronto's going to move on from him unless things really start going bad for them in the next little bit. Uh, that would be more of like an offseason move. I'm with you though. Power play completely needs to be rebuilt. I don't like the fact that Tolvenin is kind of on the other side. You can't use the Tolvenin one-timer. I think that's a mistake at some point, And I know there's already some comments in there. I don't know if there's necessarily fire hackstall comments, but Comments about uh, Ron Francis, comments about Dave Haxtall, the coaching staff, all that kind of stuff. At some point, I don't know where the line is going to be for the Kraken, but if this continues, if you continue to lose games, if you lose the first, what, six, seven games of the year, and the power play is still, you know, right now, you've allowed more shorthanded goals on your power play than your power play has scored. If that continues, at some point, I have to assume that there will be a shakeup with the coaching staff. Somebody will, you know, whoever's in charge of the power play, Paul McFarlane, is going to be fired like you just have to. You have to make a change at some point. You have to send the message to the team. You have to send the message to the fan base, right? I mean, everybody's here talking about it. Something has to happen. Um, but, yeah, the fact that you're going an- another game 0 for 4 on the power play, it's just... Inexcusable, especially when you're dominating five on five. You're dominating in shots, 38 shots on goal. Like I said, 70 plus shot attempts in this one. Uh, The fact that that all goes to die on the power play is, is a really, really big problem for them. So definitely needs a change. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, like I said, get, get Tolvin and back on the other side. At least have his one timer as a threat, right? Even if he's not going to score with it all the time, you'll at least have it there as a, as a threat. And I think that's what we need. Um, Gary with the super chat. Thank you very much Gary. Appreciate it. Year 1 we just kind of sucked. This year we can clearly see a better team versus year 1. Hockey is still fun and I'd rather have this than no hockey. It is. This is all still a lot better than the month of August where just nothing's happening and it's it's just a hockey wasteland. It's terrible. I'm totally with you there Gary. Um and yes, it is true. This team looks light years better than they did year 1. We talked about this uh, last time I think we talked about it on the deep dive yesterday, RJ and I, the fact that you know we just have goaltending, right? Like like the goaltending was historically like all time expected goals against terrible, bad from from the goaltending year one. That is definitely not the problem here. Like I said, five on five, this team is not struggling at all. They can get it done. The penalty kill looks fantastic. There are so many positives to talk about with this team. The problem is the the power play is such a heavy anchor that it's a problem and the fact that you just not winning games <laughs> and that, and the, like i said the fact that you're not scoring not scoring really makes everything seem a lot worse than it is uh it's just one of those problems it's one of those byproducts and um it's it's just it's just an issue now i'm seeing stuff like like here at the bottom beep boop with it's not the coach's fault the team has no talent i know there's to- uh, more comments up here about um ron francis and either him needing to make a move or, or just not assembling a a good roster. Uh, Michael, how long before Ron is calling teams about acquiring someone who actually knows how to score a goal. Um, I know that there was another one, uh, from Sean here, folks, this is at least to some extent a GM problem. This combination of players is not a winning combination. And I see some agreement with that as well. Um, so here's the thing. Let's let's talk about it, right? Because this is a team that last year we were lauding them for their depth and the fact that they had four lines and four lines that could contribute, four lines that could score. The fact that you're rolling into the playoffs and you're just – we were clearly deeper than Colorado and at times we look deeper than Dallas. I don't know that it's fair to start jumping on Ron Francis for the roster right now. We talked about it again yesterday on the deep dive this is a roster that is constructed for the playoffs and it's constructed for playoff hockey. It's constructed around centers that are two way centers, 200 foot players, guys that are, you know, there just as much to keep the other team from doing something as they are there to do something themselves. I think that maybe we went to Ron Francis went a little overboard on that. There's maybe a little bit too much. And that's where we get the podcast title from yesterday. Where are they too much of a playoff team? Um, I I think it's definitely possible. We saw the lineup shakeup that Ron Francis, that Dave Haxtell had for us tonight, where he put Bjorkstrand up onto the second line, kicks Burakovsky down to the third line, and we actually saw some really good results from that third line. Burakovsky, Gord Tolvanen had some really really nice um, expected goals for numbers compared to their expected uh, goals against. The problem was. The Schwartz-Winberg-Bjorkstrand combination was bad. It was really, really bad. The numbers say it was bad. The eyeball test says it looks bad. at At some point, yeah, at at some point, something needs to change. We did see more um, ice time for the gold, the Gord Tolvanen-Burakovsky line. I don't know, Wenberg and Beniers, because the Beniers line was also really bad. It was actually worse tonight from an expected goal standpoint. They they really didn't generate a lot of offense and they gave up a ton of the big chances against. At some point, yeah, Wenberg and Beniers are, are going to have to kind of pick things up and maybe just decide to focus on offense. They are good players. They're capable of it. But at some point, maybe they're going to have to fight their, their normal instinct to, you know, play that 200 foot game and they're going to have to find a way to help generate some offense there cameron with the super chat thank you very much i appreciate it cameron are we missing spronger donato or geeky right now i feel like we might be well yes and no right if we had this phenomenal fourth line last year it was able to contribute to the depth and the scoring that the kraken did have however look at tonight the fourth line was the line to score the goal, right? Yams has that fantastic goal. Really tough angle shot. I I mean, it was a great, great goal. Ty Cartier, I think, led the way in expected goals for the Kraken. I mean, he's just a beast when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, he looks fantastic. I mean, Belmar with the with an unbelievable expected goals percentage of over 90%. I mean, he just drives play when he's out there so the fourth line this year while it looks different and it's probably not going to score as many goals I'm with with everybody there they're not going to score as much most likely they were arguably the best line that the Kraken had tonight, anyway right they were they were still the line out there doing things so as much as it's easy to say hey look Donato scoring elsewhere what about the goals that you know geeky left right and took with him or or Donato um at the same time the fourth line is really just not the problem here it's certainly not the problem when it comes to scoring at some point one of those top 3 lines has to start contributing they have to start scoring goals they just do no team is is going to win if their top 3 lines can't be relied on to score more than a goal a game and and so i i know it, it's it's um it hurts seeing those guys leave and we know what the fourth line was able to do for them last year, but at some point, I mean, it's, it is on the bigger guys. It's on the guys that you're paying five, $6 million a year for to, to step up and do something. And right now, somehow you have nine of those guys just about, and none of them are doing anything uh, or at least they're not able to finish. Like I said, they are doing stuff. You get 70 shots on, you know, 70 shot attempts. You're doing something. Um, even ESPN was talking about how bad Colorado looked in this game. I mean, they the Kraken the Kraken did that. They we frustrated Nathan McKinnon again, right? We dominated in the face-off circle. There's still so many positives I can point to and say, see, look, this team is good, but it's it's getting harder and harder when they only could score one goal a game and they go oh for four on the power play. It seems like every night. I'm trying though, I'm trying to stay positive, everybody. <laughs> um Let's see. Uh, I see some people agreeing with this comment from Alex. So Let me read that one. Uh, Schwartz is a perfect third guy on a second line. Can't carry a line, though, in my opinion. Wenny is, as always, too good to be a 3C, but doesn't do enough offensively to be a true 2C on a cup contender. Seems like we've been talking about that a lot. Um, I, I'm with you there, Alex. I think Wenberg, you know, he seems a lot better. Better than a, a, any third line center around the league. The bottom line is, though, that the offense just isn't there right now it, at all. And so I think that, and we saw it tonight, like I mentioned earlier, we saw more of that Yanni Gord line than we did of the Wenberg line. I think we might start seeing that more and more. I think Hackstall is going to start, he's going to have to kind of go with them over Alexander Wenberg. I'm um, looking at the ice time, though, I mean, Wenberg's still. Uh, second amongst forwards uh, on the team. Like, at, at, you know, I know that he's out there for the for the two PKs. Uh I don't know how much power play time he has. I don't have that breakdown here in front of me. But second to Matty Beniers, and that's the other guy that everybody keeps bringing up, right, as, as somebody who kind of needs to start producing a little bit more. So I, I don't know. I think Hackstall's trying to give them time, trying to give them reps, trying to let them break through this on their own. We did see the little bit of a line shake up tonight, right, with, with the swapping of those two wingers. I, I thought it did help Berkey a little bit. He looked like a more complete player and that Yanni Gordline did look good but um we'll we'll see if Hackstall after this one now that they have had a game at home if if he decides to shake it up but you know it's hard when you when you dominate possession you dominate everything the way the Kraken did tonight it's hard to then say yeah i need to kind of blow this up and i think we really need to figure something out you know what i mean it's it's such a tough and weird situation to be in to have a team playing as well as it is but to be struggling so much i i'm not envious of haxtell or ron francis and how that they're supposed to you know figure this out and deal with it uh it's just such a tough situation uh so much for us being home warriors this season i it was arguably their best game of the year right from a lot of perspectives but yes they didn't they didn't win it (laughs) and that was what we were hoping for um Uh Krakenok, well, we're winless, but at least our face-off wins look good in the first period. They look kind of good throughout. I mean, was it the end of the second period? They were up like 70%. Certainly the first period, I think it was 70% in favor of the Kraken. I mean, that's something you know. If we I took screenshots, people were sending me uh pictures from the game of the number because we just couldn't believe it. Uh, but the Kraken are really starting to get better there. Maddie Beneers has taken a big step forward. As far as the faceoffs go, uh, Belmar 100% tonight, right? Uh, Jared McCann took a couple hundred percent. So the team is getting better in that, and I that is going to continue to help them. Um, I think they in part contributed to those first two power plays looking better than uh, than before, and they got some nice chances off of those. So you know we'll, we'll get there dj and tay listen i don't know a lot but if i perform like this at work i'd be let go and i don't make nearly what these guys make ah man it is true and sports is a result is a results oriented business ask anybody in sports they will tell you that uh they'll also tell you that you you haven't worked in sports until you've been fired so i guess technically i never worked in sports but uh <laughs> but um it's it's tough it's tough and uh, If this continues for another week, probably, I think they'll give it through the end of this homestand, uh, the game against Carolina Thursday, the game against the Rangers on Saturday. If after that though, like the results stay the same, you only pick up another point or two and, and things still kind of look like this. I think we're going to start really start, you know, seeing some shakeups and and some changes uh, happening. There's just no way around it. Um, Let's see here, Daniel. It really sucked. I, it did. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way it is. Brian Yams has been fun to watch. He has, he's, he's, he's fantastic. And he's played himself, both him and Cartier, in my opinion, I don't know how you're supposed to take them out of the lineup. I know Tanev's going to be out for a while, uh, four to six weeks with the lower body injury was what they, they said, uh, yesterday, um, I just the way both of those guys are playing. I mean, they they look so good. They're probably the two best forwards on the team right now, just in the way they're playing, the effort level that they have, the way that they can win puck battles, and especially with Yamamoto. Right? He's a small guy, he's able to win these puck battles against guys that are just you know, they outweigh him by 40 pounds. They've got six or seven inches on him and he can just go in there and use body positioning use his smarts use the leverage he has from being you know lower to and and all that kind of stuff and he can come away with the puck and then ty cartier is just like he has the big body and he just goes in and he bullies his way to the puck and it looks great but just the way that they're able to control the puck in the offensive zone right now they just look better than anybody else on this team um they they can skate with it they can drive the net they get sh- really good shots off they get themselves open right they're able to get passes from each other they're open in the slot they just look so good right now and and again that that is a credit to Ron Francis he saw Yamoto available after the buyout in Detroit he went out acquired him brought him in Ty Cartier undrafted player the Kraken found him right develop him in Coachella Valley now he's here that is an organizational success of the highest levels, uh, Ty Cartier. And um, it's something that shouldn't be forgotten. But yeah, I mean, right now, those guys are just on fire. They are just on fire. Fantastic. B, I don't understand Hackstall. Why would you willingly do an empty net power play when you've already been scored on shorthanded in this game? It's not going to help. It's one of those that's what you're supposed to do in that situation um again the kraken when it comes to power plays just doesn't make sense you got to throw all you know 150 years of hockey history out the window when it comes to this power play uh because yes it does mean that you're gonna you're gonna somehow allow a goal against uh, rather than score one um but i i understand the thinking there from hackstall you got to get back in that game it's a two-goal game. That is an opportunity to do it, five on four. You make that call, but, yeah, you understand that it's a low probability of success call. Uh, Sergeant Pickles, studs, ebbs with the old man's strength. Booing McCarr is still fun. Top-shelf yams. Uh, we talked about Yamamoto already. Booing McCarr, Seattle, man, like just better than anybody else when it comes to this, right? The The ability to just... Start booing the moment the puck is on his stick and the moment it's gone, the booze cease. Like it's it's unreal. If you didn't know better, you think it was it was piped in and there was somebody on a button and they're releasing the button. But Seattle fans showing how great they are with the whole Kale McCarr thing. And then, yes. Eberle answering the bell for the hit on Cogliano from last playoffs that unfortunately did fracture um, some vertebrae for him. Uh, that's, you know, it's it's hockey. That's the code. That's what happens. Eberly un- seemed to understand that. He was a willing participant. Did the fight. Everything's over now, right? It's all good. Moving on. And uh, it's a shame because Eberle was getting some good stuff in there before the jersey got kind of pulled over his head. Uh, Sergeant Pickles duds, decline the power play. If only, if only, I think the Kraken should petition the NHL at the next board of governors meeting for the ability to decline a power play. I said it on discord uh, when Nathan McKinnon took that penalty right after uh, the Kraken had their, th- was it their third or their, their previous power play attempt. I think their second power play attempt. And then McKinnon took another penalty there. Um, I was like, stop, Stop taking penalties and killing our momentum because that's what it felt like the Avalanche were doing. It was it almost felt like they knew what they were doing by taking penalties. Like, this is how you slow the Kraken down because the Kraken were just eating them up at that point. I mean, it was just no contest. You, you look at that second period, 14 to 5 shots in favor of the Kraken. And again, that's just shots on goal. That's not counting all the shot attempts that go wide or get blocked or any of that stuff. Um, but yes, if, we, if only, Sergeant Pickles, we could decline the power play. Stats won't show how well group played. One season wonder status approaching quickly. I, look, remember everybody, we did start bad last year. There was the whole fire hack stall movement. Um, I tried to preach patience a little bit. It seemed, Everything ended up working out. There is still definitely time. But uh, I think absurdly sane's kind of got it right now. I try not to be doom and gloom, but the boys are making me very sad right now, and I I kind of agree with that. It's it's more of like a disappointment and sad thing rather than like a you know come on get your stuff together kind of thing, right? That's that's at least where I'm at right now. They're giving me enough of other things uh, to to be happy about. Um, <laughs> Sean, it's going bad. That's how it's going. Fair, 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 fair uh tie ticket price is going down Woo! i got well there it's at least something positive uh george try my best to stay positive but this offense is concerning three goals in four games matthew says double the goals himself in one less game i know starting it off starting off the season back-to-back hat tricks for him very impressive um it's true i mean we talked about it before you absolutely need to score more than they're scoring Lindsay, i miss the days of 10-9 overtime wins <laughs> yes like I said, it's it's one of those, you can lose these games, but if you feel like your team can actually score and they put up goals, you you feel a lot more hopeful about things, right? You're able to look at it and say, well, look, we dominated shot attempts. We dominated possession, right? We just didn't have the puck luck tonight. We'll get them next time. But when the team can't score more than one goal, if that, it makes it really hard to to have that same kind of line of thinking. And that's where we're at right now, unfortunately. Uh, Christian pointing out the faceoff percentage. I know they do- they did great today. Like again, there's positives here. There's definitely positives you can build off of. Just, just build faster <laughs> would be my suggestion to the Kraken. Oh man, uh, Edward, they do know they can score more than one goal per game, right? I guess they don't. I could Star RJ. Maybe you can tell uh, Dave Haxtalt while he's <laughs> while he's there. Uh, just just remind them of that. Something something there. Um, let's see. Jules <laughs> nice transition there for the ad. I tried. I tried. I feel bad for for Flatstick Pub, right? They they came in, they were so excited to work with us. We're super excited to work with them, do some live events there. And then uh the post-game lives just have to keep coming on after after some of these after all these losses, but it just means the win is going to be that much sweeter. That much sweeter, for sure. Uh Joey, it's very close to panic time. Hurricanes and Rangers coming up. 051 is staring us in the face. I I still don't think it's gonna be that bad. I still don't think we're gonna do that. And right now the Canes they're all over the place. As th- as uh, Lindsay's saying, Canes have looked vulnerable. Got to beat them convincingly, in my opinion. I I look. I don't even think you need to win convincingly. I just think you have to get two points. Right. You need a win. You need something in the win column if you are the Kraken at this at this moment. That's that's what the team needs right now more than anything. Um, all right, we've got RJ here. So let me go ahead and uh, see if I remember how to do all this. Bring bring RJ in. How's it going, RJ? I I don't know, know, open from the home opener win, all that good stuff. Didn't quite get that, but I I still taste it out. He's through most of the game. Uh, I gotta imagine it was fun to be back.
1: Yeah, definitely fun to be back in this spot. Uh, it's been a long time. I was uh, Game Six against Dallas the last time that I was here for a post-game live, uh, and it's great to be back. Although a very different feeling right now than uh, than it was after Game Six against the Stars in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, not the bit result the Kraken wanted, not the home opener everyone wanted. Um, you know, some positives to take away from it. I'm sure you've gone over you know some of the positives and the negatives, but ultimately you know, it's their first four game losing streak since uh, the end of the inaugural season.
0: Yeah, it's, Oh, I, that was the one thing I didn't uh, bring up there. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, All right, here. uh, We just got a super chat here from Tati, 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 I think. Uh, Let me know in the comments. Um, Definitely still trying to stay positive. It's still early in the season, but we definitely need to shake some things up and build faster, like you said, before October gets away from us. Hashtag Let's Go Kraken. Thank you so much for the super chat there. Uh, Yeah, RJ, I was talking about earlier, there's a lot of positives that the Kraken can build off of. You dominated possession in this one right you had 70 plus shot attempts you had so many shots on goal in this one uh the pk still looks unbeatable face-offs are no longer a concern really for this team these are all really solid building but goaltending still looks solid these are solid building blocks the problem is the kraken aren't really building fast enough
1: Yeah. I mean, there's all, again, those positives to take away from it. Normally you look at all those things and you think you give yourself a really good chance to win. And I I think they did tonight, but it's just finishing. Finishing is the number one area of concern right now. And I, I think that's something the players seem, I mean, Eberle and Yamamoto, you know, kind of talk about just gripping the sticks a little bit hard and, and when things aren't going your way, maybe overthink it. Um, you know, Yamamoto, I think it, for the one crack in goal, I mean, he really wasn't overthinking it. He looked up, saw that uh, Georgiev was a little bit off his angle and just kind of tried to throw it above him and hit a spot. Um, and, and hearing Yamamoto talk his way about through what he saw on that goal, that's the kind of play you make when you're not overthinking it, when you have that quick opportunity, right? But I think otherwise, when they have, especially these odd man rushes, so many two on ones and and, you know breaks where you can try and pick your spot maybe you have a little bit too much time to think about it and it didn't really go the kraken's way so i mean finishing is really just the the number one culprit here
0: yeah Duthin with a super chat here thank you very much Uh, shout out for cartier's first regular season point and yams first kraken goal they deserve some more ice time i was talking about them earlier too rj They look like the best Kraken forwards right now. They just do as far as their ability to generate chances, get things going. I mean, win puck battles, like all of that. They are just on fire.
1: They are. This is the fourth line. that It's different players, but it's kind of the fourth line impact that we remember the fourth line having from last season. And it's really refreshing to see that this group can do that for this team, especially with that early goal. There were so many times last season where the Kraken had an early goal to get on the board first. From their fourth line and it just felt really familiar uh, with that goal from Yamamoto uh, getting the Kraken on the board Um, and and yeah the two of them just playing really well together and Belmar centering that line also just looking really good. Um, Yamamoto I, I just I've loved his game so far nobody on the Kraken works harder for contested pucks than kyler yamamoto you look at him in these battles usually against players much bigger than he is he wins so many battles just on effort i love seeing that from him wish we'd see it from a few more players on the team yeah
0: um let's see so i talked about the the bad start that the team had last year but they were able to overcome it uh alan responding here sure we started bad last season but at least we were scoring this is a team issue and then um on start onslaught I agree Alan Different, st- different starts both bad but one feels way worse and harder to recover from really my theme of the night RJ has been when you're only kind of scoring one goal a game if that it's a lot harder to be excited about the good things right it's one thing to lose a game 5-4 you at least feel like your team can score okay the puck luck was it with us tonight but we had the possession numbers we had the shot attempt numbers we'll get them next time right now with the Kraken's inability to finish it's really, really hard to take these positives and say, well, look, at some point that's gonna translate in the wins.
1: You know, I, I think that's from a fan perspective, you know, the way that you look at it, and it can be just depressing with the crack and unable to score multiple goals in a game. But I think Dave Haxall maybe looks at it the other way. And actually he was asked today after the game, is the message to your team a little bit different than if you were losing these games, you know, six to five or three to four? Uh, and he said, "Yeah, it is," and it sounded like he painted kind of a more optimistic picture that we are doing a lot of these fundamental things right. It is just a matter of finishing, as opposed to when the Kraken were in a lot of you know six five four three games last season, where generally coaches don't like those kind of games as much because it usually means you're making mistakes, the other teams capitalizing on. You're just kind of scoring your way out of those mistakes. And so I think Hackstall might even prefer if you're going to lose games. He doesn't want to lose games, but if you are, maybe losing them like this. Uh, Coach i know no one wants to hear that i know times. no one wants to hear that but he did say you know he liked the team's efforts tonight he did provide he did some too. positive there he said we just need a little bit more but I, I think he does like a lot of what the team is doing right now i like i like jay i mean
0: they lost four one. Right. Like that is the that is the answer to that from Hackstall or any coach. Right. Because a lot of coaches would say that I don't mean to just dump on Hackstall, but it is, you know, it's one of those where one, I just want to remind everybody, sports is an entertainment business. So if you got to lose games, high scoring, uh, that is actually better for everybody. Uh, But two, it's just it's it's so tough. It's so tough. Like it's. It's the one thing where we talk about all the time in sports. One of the best things about sports is the hope of go, and especially hockey, you go into every game thinking your team can do it. And when your team just can't like score RJ, it's that, that takes the hope away.
1: Uh, Kind of saw the effect on the crowd tonight as well. I mean, they were, they were hyped up. They were ready to go. Great sellout crowd. But at a certain point, I think you did sense in the building that they kind of had the feeling, okay, these pucks aren't going to go in for us.
0: Yeah. Um, Nicole, remember last season where I jokingly said that when we lost more faceoffs, we won more games? We need to start losing more faceoffs again. That goes in tandem with Lindsay a little uh, earlier. Kraken made a deal with the devil to win over 50% of faceoffs at the cost of not being able to score and losing games. It's got those vibes, RJ.
1: It does. I mean, Pierre Edward Belmar certainly not helping seven for seven tonight uh, in the dot. I mean, just excellent job from the Kraken on faceoffs, but. Yeah, I mean, you can see it's not exactly correlated with wins.
0: No, um, Matty Beniers also really looks like he's kind of figured things out in the face-off circle as well. And Look, that's great to see. I mean, that was one of the things he needed to take another step forward on. Uh, Definitely happy to see that. James with the Super Chat. Thank you very much, James. If the fourth line still seems like our best, doesn't that make it even more obvious our top line forwards aren't talented enough? Beneers, Wenny, Schwartz, etc. This has been the other theme of the night, RJ, in the comment section, which has been the roster isn't good enough, or it's not talented enough, or somehow Ron needs to really shake this group up because, and I said it earlier too, when the the fourth line is your best line, right? Like at some point, your top three forward lines have to score; they have to produce if you want to win hockey games.
1: Yeah, and I know looking at, you know, certainly looking at expected goals, we had a lot of time waiting for Hackstall tonight. So I took a look at Moneypuck and saw the Beneers line did, did pretty poorly in that category. Uh, it, it was a rough game for them in that one. And, um, you know, I, I thought you did see a little bit of a jump from those middle two lines with the with Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand swapped around. Um, I know Hackstall I asked him, too, what he thought of the new look with those two guys swapping lines. And he did point out uh, Bjorkstrand's play as someone that he really liked. Uh, bringing that energy to the Wenberg line. So he, he did like it from them. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you, you need finishing. You, got, you need guys who can kind of take over a game. There's one shift that I remember kind of in the third period with the Kraken trailing, and it was the uh, the Tolvan and Gord and now Burakovsky line out there. And they had a really good cycle going, and they were working it along the outside. But nobody was really moving to the inside, and that's one where I'd like to see maybe an Andre Burakovsky. Use that size. Make a move. Try and get to the inside when you have the puck. And create something extra there uh, where it just seemed like they were kind of content sticking to the outside and and at a certain point somebody has to take over and yeah I'm looking at the guys who are I know everyone kind of has around that five million dollar salary on this team, but the guys who are maybe a little higher paid were brought in to do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy too because. Berkey was doing that when he was on the second line and then they put yeah. him in a spot where he has somebody like a Yanni Gord who's, who can come in and back him up, right? Because that was part of the problem with Burakovsky was he would drive kind of to the center of the ice there and then he wasn't getting support from Wenberg or from Schwartz because that's just not really where they play or how they play. And now here he is with somebody like a Yanni Gord or an Ellie Tolvanen who could totally support that style of play and he doesn't do it. Like, it was just kind of like, ah... Hopefully, though, with some more reps, if Haxtell decides to keep that unit together, they'll figure that out. They'll build that chemistry. But um, that one was an interesting one. And then, yeah, Bjorkstrand was really the only guy that stood out on that second line. Um, RJ, I mean, I'm looking at things here. It's just it's really tough because you look at everything. Like No matter where I look, I see the Kraken did better than Colorado. Even ESPN, all broadcast long, was talking about how this is going to be one where Colorado's just going to throw away the tape. They're not going to look at it. It's just—it's really—it's really really weird. This team not being able to score the way that they are. The other thing, RJ, give up another shorthanded goal. You have allowed more shorthanded goals than you have scored on the power play. As the power play goes over four again, was that mentioned at all to Hackstall? Was that talked about at all post game?
1: Yes it was and and of course he was asked well how much of a turning point is is a moment like that and and he did not downplay the significance of it at all. He, you know, he said, that's an important, you, you can't do that. Um, and yeah, I think everybody realizes, and Jordan Everly was talking about that too. I was kind of on the, the edge of a very large scrum because it's the season opener, and for, for Everly anyway, but um, it definitely sounded like he was, you know, had mentioned like stuff like that can't happen, and that it was a turning point, kind of a gut punch uh, at that point in the game. And I mean, we saw it in the Nashville game. Like, I thought the Kraken responded to it a little bit better tonight than they did in the Nashville game, but when you allow a shorthanded goal to take the lead like that it's mm-hmm. it's just such a killer goal to allow and especially when the power play is already struggling um you know at this point you're, you're just kind of hoping they can just stay 500 on it right i mean yeah. the, the kraken you know they're they have allowed they've scored zero and allowed zero when shorthanded you know they, they've scored one and allowed two and on the power play so um you know when the penalty kill has a better plus minus it's it's not good
0: No, that's definitely not ideal for anybody. Uh, Daniel, Berkey just seems a bit slow to me every play in every situation, and Sean agreeing that Berkey does look slow. I mean, do you think he's still just coming back from the injury? you think that's what that is?
1: I think there's an element of that. Yeah, I don't think he's fully 100% himself yet, and that's to be expected. Like, I don't want to go too hard on him just because it's tough to come back from what he's coming back from. But the part that's concerned me the most, I guess, is just – the shooting you'd think that wouldn't really be affected very much and even in this game he had his chances i think of that two-on-one where the defenseman just took the pass away completely burakovsky has the chance to pick his spot slow down and you have a guy with elite shooting talent Mm -hmm. should be able to maybe pick a spot there misses the i don't know if he missed the net or or Goryev got a little piece of it to me it looked like he missed the net but either way you don't convert and it's not particularly close so um that's the kind of stuff that i really do want to see from him
0: yeah, it would it would be nice. Um, Alex playing good fundamental hockey, struggling to score goals, losing close games. That's just describing the coyotes. Oof. It's not you're not wrong. <laughs> but I don't like it. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Um I mean look there's... There's lots of positive stuff. Let's let's talk about the crowd though because I did feel like the crowd did help give the Kraken a big boost, particularly through the first two periods, RJ. It felt like the Kraken had just a lot more energy than Arizona uh, than the Avalanche had. Um
1: I it felt like the crowd really helped the guys out. Yeah, the crowd absolutely brought it tonight and this is what you would hope and what you'd expect from a home opener crowd. Absolutely packed. You know, hardly any empty seats it was just you know packed all the way through looking at the seats it was great and and yeah they were loud they got into it um i thought the uh like the hype video the pump up video at the start of the game was really good really well done uh i i posted that on twitter it's like you know four and a half minutes long or so but i think that helped really get everyone into it too um i liked some of the newer you know game presentation elements and everything and yeah they they did bring it from start to finish they um they also, I'm sure you noticed, booed Kale McCarr right off the bat and continued all the way through the game. So very committed to that one, and you could tell they were kind of in it all night.
0: Yeah, no, they were, and we talked about that for sure early on. You de- then you get the Everly fights uh, also towards the beginning of the game, answering the bell from from Cogs. Seemed like that uh, went over, you know, pretty decently with the crowd as well. Uh, thanks, Gary and Jay for for. Uh, asking everybody to like the stream as always, always appreciate it. And just because I just mentioned the Jordan Eberle thing, here's one from Jay, uh, you know, or a couple people asking why nobody fought Kale McCarr. And for me, the answer is because McCarr got the suspension for the hit.
1: Yeah, I-, I think that might be part of it. I think the Kraken also at this point in the season we know how much they really felt like they needed this win. I felt they were just focused on that first and foremost. There's a reason they really didn't go after him in the rest of that playoff series, and that's because those are important games. Those are games the Kraken needed to win. I felt like they had a similar mindset in this one. Uh, And, yeah, this is something that other media members were kind of talking to me about before the game, and um, they disagreed with me. I did kind of have a hunch that no one was really going to go after Kale McCarr. It just felt like this was too important of a game, and that's kind of how it ended up turning out.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Joey, I see your comment there. When I said it was over, I meant from an Eberly standpoint, right? Him, him answering the bell with Logan O'Connor there was, was the ans was, you know, putting to bed that side of things. Um, Ran, thank you very much for the, for the super sticker there. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, That is awesome. If you got a comment, you know, feel free to stick it in. We'll definitely read it out. Um, Let's see, Jake, is this a secret plan to regain the element of surprise? Is that, is that what this is, RJ? They just need they need to have the lower expectations so they can overperform?
1: You know, the players have said, I mean, just about everyone that we've talked to at some point has said, teams aren't going to take us lightly anymore. Heck, Ron Francis even said it. Teams aren't going to take us lightly this year. And uh, we're certainly seeing that early on. And I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe if you lose enough games, team might, teams might start to take a little more lightly. It's not really the, the way you want to go about it. I don't think that's intentional, but, uh, you know, might be an interesting side effect
0: yeah it's it's an interesting one uh good morning barbara yeah i know this wasn't the score you hope to see waking up if yeah <laughs> unfortunately it's probably been that way through through all of the season um hopefully they'll turn it around soon daniel seems like the Kraken finally have the team everyone thought we'd have after the expansion draft good goaltending solid defense yet aren't able to score huh
1: you know what, actually, this is pretty much what we, if these were the first four games of the inaugural season, I think we'd be saying this is exactly what we thought would happen. Yeah, that's a really good observation.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the way it is. Very good call there, Daniel. I know somebody else said earlier that it looked like a uh, an expansion team. Sean, let me be clear. This looks like a first year expansion team. In some ways, in some ways, for sure. Um Let's see, uh, Coop, RJ, do they have the same tentacle ice shatter statue thingy? That's yes, his official they do. title, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. That's yeah, the technical term for it. Yeah, no, they do have the the tentacle still. It still comes down and it still lights up and everything. They don't do the shattered ice effect around it in the same way. They kind of have the Kraken tentacle like wrestling a, a puck with the other team's logo on it. Again, uh, check out our you know on Twitter. I, I put up that whole video. You kind of see it. But yes, they do still have the tentacle up there.
0: Yeah, Uh, Pablo, if we can beat Carolina, we'll get some momentum. We can start winning games. We can get confidence, and that's what this team needs, I think. I agree. I mean, my whole thing is, RJ, I think they're going to wait through the rest of this homestand, those next two games, uh, and then, we, you know, if things really continue the way they're going, I think then we'd start seeing some major shakeups, whether it's something within the coaching staff or some major line, uh, you know, blender action. But I think those next two games, they're going to go ahead and give them that, I would assume, right?
1: I think so. And, I, and I, given what Haxtell has said, too, I think he sees a lot of the underlying positives that you can look at. And I, I, I bet you he thinks it's just a matter of time before the pucks start going in. He'll get, give them that chance. But yeah, if they go these next two games and can't manage to score multiple goals in a game, I mean, you, you have to shake things up. Yeah. Um,
0: plenty of season left, but they need to get this stuff under control. Back to the fundamentals from Sean. Problem is the fundamentals are where they're doing well. They need to score. <laughs> Just kind of put pucks in the net. <laughs> It kills me uh alex i wonder if ebbs could have not dropped the gloves and absolutely left colorado stewing all game i mean we saw mckinnon was got frustrated anyway it's great that we're able to do that so yeah. consistently to nathan mckinnon i think if you don't fight there as as jordan eberle you run the risk of somebody doing something potentially dangerous later
1: on exactly then they start resorting to cheap shots that's usually the next step and then you know you, you have a, a worst chance there of of coming out of it clean as opposed to if you just square up
0: yeah james i feel like i've shouted shoot about 10 times every single game so far maybe less this game but i still feel like everyone is too passive maybe still just gelling or learning to gel i don't know
1: i mean they did get plenty of shots tonight uh, plenty of shots on goal you know i think it's just getting to those areas for those second and third chances and, and shot selection
0: yeah, I'm going to save Coop. You don't need to type it out. I, I know, uh, you know, the shot attempts don't matter if, you, if they're all into the goalie's chest. Uh, to which I respond, hey, half of those go well wide of the
1: net. Uh, I mean, the, the one for me that just proved that, I, I mean, that Puckluck played such a big role tonight. It was might have been in the last shift of the game. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, it was that, well, fourth modified fourth line. It was like Karche, Yamamoto, and McCann or something. Yeah. And and that one to Karchi, right in front of the net. Georgiev was looking the entire other way, wide open net on the other side, and then Karchi waits just long enough for Georgiev to get a pat on it. Like that was the best chance they had all night. And if that didn't go in, I you know I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, I mean there was the other one really really early on in the game too, where Jaden Schwartz had like a year and a half. It felt like he was yeah. wide open. Oh man, that one was rough too. Um, I guess I guess it was an omen of things to come. Uh uh let's see, these wins are just missed opportunities, outplayed the opponents but McCann whiffed an, M- an open net one-timer, Berkey and Tolvanen uh, two-on-one, shot goes wide, Kart, el- Karts elevates that puck, net front six inches I mean, yeah, it's true, I, th- there are missed opportunities Um it doesn't it is starting to not feel like it's just bad puck luck, RJ
1: yeah, I mean, it's tough, because if, if the Kraken are shooting it, like, let's say 7% not great, but seven percent. You know, it's a totally different conversation. But I, I think tonight I, I was trying to lay off them as far as, you know, just it being puck luck and, and you know, maybe your the shot selection isn't too much of a problem. Tonight it felt worse than the past games. I don't know, it felt like there were really more missed opportunities that that were down to kind of finishing talent and, and decision making.
0: Yeah. Varen, are forward lines expected to develop chemistry faster than D pairs? I remember some of the pairs last year looking really bad for a few weeks before ultimately being fine. You want to take that one first?
1: Yeah, I think forward lines do develop chemistry generally faster than D pairs. Um, you know, And especially with forwards, too. A lot of the time when you're, like, say, forechecking, it's really just down to F1, F2, F3. First forwarded on the puck, second forward comes and supports, third one stays a little bit further back. And you see that kind of no matter what line you're on, that's generally the way you attack things. And so forwards generally have that in the back of their head already. And I think it helps make the chemistry a little easier. Um, You know, D pairs, there's a lot more to kind of sort out and, you know, chaotic coverage in the D zone and whatnot. Um, But yeah, I think that's the case. Also forwards, a lot of the time coaches like to look at it where they have usually two forwards that they keep together and then they'll kind of rotate that third guy out. I think you saw that with the bjorkstrand burakovsky Mm -hmm. switch where Paxtall has that Wenberg-Schwartz pair he likes, and he has you know, the-, the Tolvin and Gord pair that he likes, and then just switching out those wingers, having the existing chemistry between those two guys usually, usually it's not a wholesale change, that can also help.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, good night uh just jumped on me good night uh pablo and then oh big super chat here from elizabeth thank you very much uh elizabeth maybe i'm wrong but i think we've improved game to game and i think we'll figure it out this is tough though glad we can all commiserate together yes i mean it, it is great that we have the community that we're able to to do this together it always does feel like we end up you know leaving a lot better than we come in from a from an emotion standpoint um but yeah i did feel like like again rj we talked about it there were so many positives that you could take away from this game if you ignore the score
1: yeah i mean there really are a lot of the underlying stuff is good you know dylan you and i like we don't have a problem pointing out negatives and pointing out problems Mm -hmm. and i i feel like you know there's not a lot that we're really pointing out it's just finishing power play finishing power play finishing power play right topics wise and usually when the kraken have struggled in the past it's a much wider range of problems, right? Um, I feel like this one is just pretty narrow. You can pinpoint it, and yeah, as tough as it is right now, I think there are some, some positive sides.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, but Thank you one more time, Elizabeth. Really, really appreciate. Yeah, thank you, that. Elizabeth. Really
1: appreciate that. Um,
0: yeah, it's 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 so tough, and it's but it's one where again, when you get seventy shot attempts, you you're like you're not gonna only score one goal every time if you get 70 shot attempts
1: well Dylan do you have an issue with the with the whole volume shooting approach that they've gone to because clearly they've made a choice here yes to just have to try and get out of the slump we're gonna volume shoot we're gonna throw lots of pucks on the net and you know hope to get some bounces right I talked about it earlier I
0: don't because look you look at, at Ovechkin Austin Matthews the top goal scorers in this league RJ how do they do it they're volume shooters right like that's how you score at some point right you can't always hope or try to game plan for the perfect pass, the perfect play, the perfect look at the goaltender, and then assume you're going to hit it every single time you need to, I think at some point you do have to take a volume approach.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I don't have an issue with it that much either. It's just, again, it's just shot selection on like odd man rushes and stuff where you've got those chances. But overall, you're I think you're right. Um, I mean,
0: if, you know, feel free to argue with me. You, no, no, I just, I just
1: better. wanted to hear your take. Like, I, yeah. I just, I was curious your take on that.
0: Yeah, uh, Coop Dylan, do you think there's a connection between teams that press the top D guy on the power play and our power play being totally out of sorts? Dunn in particular seems to fall apart under that blue line pressure. I do think that teams have picked up that that's a way to. <laughs> To get at Vince Dunn on the power play, um, I I'm with you there. I th- I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's partly why we're also seeing like, look what uh, Nashville was able to key in on the adjustment that they made in the middle of that game. As far as the moment it looked like possession was going to change, you can start sending somebody kind of streaking up ice and apply a lot of pressure on the Kraken. We know from playing Vegas and Dallas last year, the Kraken just do not handle fast transition games well at any you know in any sort of situation but especially on the power play you're really not used to thinking about that and I think right now teams you know they have advanced scouting departments that are watching the Kraken and they're seeing that hey look this is a vulnerability that right now seems pretty easy to exploit and and so teams are going for it
1: Yeah, I think if you watch the tape, that is something you get on Vince Dunn. And I think Vince Dunn specifically, I think Justin Schultz doesn't really have as much of a problem with that on the power play. And, you know, it's just tough that it's one of those things kind of seems like built into Vince Dunn's game. Maybe second half of the season, we're not even talking about it because it's Schultz, you know, on power play one and and Riker Evans on power play two. And maybe, you know, it becomes not an issue. But for the time being, I think that is something that you have to look out for.
0: Definitely. Carlos, condolences from a Sharks fan, also
1: hoping for a first win this season. (laughs) Those are the last two teams in the NHL without a win, actually. The Kraken and the Sharks. So, uh, yeah, not good company.
0: When we did our division preview, didn't we say the Sharks team was going to be like one of the worst ever? And here we are with them. Uh, That's not good. That's not great. Sean with the super chat. Thank you guys for being here for us, especially on nights like this. Thank you for being here too, Sean. And, and for everybody, it doesn't work without all of you. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the super chat.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Sean. And I get, as I'm just kind of waiting there, you know, for hackstall and the questions and everything, I, I do like to go in and kind of just check and see how it's going. And I, it made me so happy to see just how many people we had there. Uh, you know, on the stream, in chat, and everything. See how lively chat was. I wasn't sure really how everyone was going to react given this kind of a game. It's obviously not the score you want, but to see the community really coming together and and you know spending this time with us, uh, I just love to see it. Thank you.
0: Yes, definitely. And I mean, kind of know it makes some uh, other uh media people a little jealous seeing every everybody in here hanging out i feel okay (laughs) saying that
1: um Uh, can you you see on the other side of the camera dylan i they're all just just, lined
0: up looking at you know i know they are i know they are (laughs) um uh so lots of good comments in here that i do want to get to talking about things on the game and all that kind of stuff but just because i have this thought Lindsay's latest comment here sea creatures remaining in the depths kraken and sharks bottom dwellers confirmed this is, this is my new thought, RJ, because that is true, right? And everything's been leaning into the depths with the Kraken, right? I think we need to debut the Sky Kraken. We need to regress <laughs> into the clouds, RJ. The Kraken needs to take to the skies, leave the depths, ascend to the top. And maybe the winds will follow. What do you think? Is everybody everybody with this? Maybe s-
1: I, I think built in sponsor opportunity there too. I think what is it? Is it Fremont Brewing that has the, the sky cracking beer? You can just throw that right in there too. Um, but yeah, maybe. I mean there's there's too many bottom of the Pacific jokes. To be made right now with the sharks and crack and where they're at in the standings.
0: Yeah, no, I think a, a some sort of Kraken airship would, would be fine. We could we could get on
1: draw it up. Start making blueprints still and get the yes. whiteboard out. <laughs>
0: yes, definitely. Um Harvey Crad was frustrated by the extra passes and lack of good shot taking. And then Alex, volume shooting is fine, but not generating or getting the to rebounds is a problem. This is my thing with the volume shooting, and I will say I'm in favor of the volume shooting. If you're going I I've said this since day one, we've been doing ECHRJ. I hate shots that miss the net, right? If you, if you know, you can't pick a corner, just shoot for the pads, spit out a rebound, let chaos ensue. You will get dirty goals, right? You're not going to get them every time. Maybe not even every game, but you will get goals by doing that. We've seen that. That is just how hockey is played. That is something I would like the Kraken to start doing more. Agreed, and and I think
1: Haxtell agrees with us too. He said that there are too many this morning. He said there are too many pictures where you have five on the outside, just five guys all along the outside, and that's something he wants the team to improve on. And uh, you know he notices it in the film room, like they're watching that and they can see too many times that guys aren't going to the net. Um, and and he acknowledged, you know, it's a tough place to go. <laughs> you know, you you usually take some punishment there, but you have to do it, especially if you're going with the volume shooting in front.
0: Yeah. Is that a car
1: alarm in there? Is somebody trying to jack one of the Zambonis down there on the ice? What's going on? It does sound like a car alarm, doesn't it? It, it is some kind of alarm, I think. I've heard it go off before. I don't know what for.
0: It's a, yeah, they're
1: moving all the seats back, actually. They're, like, pushing it all back. I don't know oh, if there's okay. something going on here tomorrow, but, yeah, they're just, like, retracting all the seats. It looks kind of cool. All
0: right. So it's Let's see if I can show seat. everyone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah.
1: yeah. All so right. I don't know. Maybe that's the seat retracting alarm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't get stuck back there. I, that that seems fine. OSHA approves, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Coop, we're, we're never great, but I feel like we're definitely better when other teams are more packed in and our D guy is free to skate and swing the puck. Again, commenting on what we were talking about earlier with Vince Dunn on the power play. nobody nobody's mentioned the beautiful move by Adam Larson. How smooth was that, RJ? On a night That where- was awesome. I know where on a night where McDavid and his whole like weird, like, you know, coming through the neutral zone, he gets knocked down, spins around, but just comes up and plays the puck and makes it look all easy where that goes viral. I feel like on any, you know, why, why did that have to happen to my boy? Right. Adam Larsson would have been the viral highlight from today. Ah, it was so smooth. It was like, know, you-
1: go ahead.
0: 60 frames per second when it actually like works and looks good. That's what that looked like.
1: Yeah, I mean, if that shot goes in, I'm doing a whole detailed video breakdown on that play because, you know, on my tweet, I probably like I probably buried the lead with that because everyone was commenting on the Larson move. I just love the breakout. Yes. Like it was a really quick pass to the middle. Eberly, who's under major pressure, he's got Manson bearing down on him, spins around real quick, makes a tape to tape pass. I think to Matty Beniers to get that fuck out of the zone. Just gorgeous, gorgeous breakout. And, of course, Everly just sacrificing to make the play there. And it gets everything going. And, then of course, you've got the awesome move from Adam Larson. Just beautiful play all around. And, you know, if only that had scored. One more thing on Adam Larson, Dylan. I'm sure you probably already mentioned it to everyone. Uh, did you know he led the Kraken in shots on goal tonight with six? I Yeah, look at that. Nobody wow, else well. had
0: more than three. You know, in all honesty, I mean, that's a good number for him.
1: Yep, number six. Six for
0: six. <laughs> I Tell him I, 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 uh, I want to start seeing that every game. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sean, the first 30 minutes were really good. Definitely not a full game, but important to note that Colorado did not play very well and still won 4-1. I mean, we have noted it. It is unfortunate because that means it came at the expense of the Kraken. Um, but I, I think the Kraken even played you know better than 30 minutes i it really didn't feel like until there was about seven minutes left in this one rj that they kind of finally ran out of gas
1: yeah i think actually about the seven minute mark you're, you're just about right with that with that kind of killer goal the third one for the abs kind of you know broke the crack and they realized okay with how we're scoring we're we're not going to get back in this one
0: yeah uh lots of love for the sky cracking <laughs> <laughs> Might need to do that. B. We need a kraken blimp. Something. Yes, we need something. Elizabeth, very legend of Zelda. Yeah, I. Yeah, no. Lots, lots of this. As Ricky said, it's better than a human sacrifice, which is definitely true. So <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to get uh, pitch that to the team uh, when we can. We'll, we'll do, I'll get them going on the Skycracker. That's
1: our sales pitch. Just better than a human sacrifice. Like these are
0: your options. <laughs> That's it absurdly saying we have over a hundred on a lost night that's incredible when you remember nights when there was only a couple dozen of us in the first season that is very true we have come a long way this community so thankful to have all of you in here i mean it's just so fantastic love it love it love it yeah um Lindsay, hey you know what could bring the kraken to the surface a hurricane hint hint wink wink
1: mm, um, there we in-
0: go Lindsay, you've been on fire tonight. What's yeah, that's guy? how you get a cracking up into the sky. Yes. Okay, Jules, it sounds like our fire alarm at Crypto. I think I was there for one of those, uh, covering a Kings game, joining the post game live for one of those. And then the other one where there was like the cannons going off. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was them also retracting the seats while I was still in the section that was going to be retracted, so... That was fun. I think in San
1: Jose, remember, there was that, like, rocket launch, you know, prep-type sound or whatever. Remember that?
0: Yes. And, again, all of this should be happening in Anaheim where the ice, as we know, actually gets pulled away to allow the Mighty Duck Ducks to actually launch on their car spaceship thing out from under the ice there. Um because that's, that's what they do at the Ponds, and only You've real seen the OGs will know that, yes. Um, all right, so let's just try to really quick run through this last stuff here as we, we're over the hour mark officially. Um, let's see. Uh, now, now, now i got to find stuff again. Uh, Georgiev was giving up some juicy rebounds tonight on the few times that the Kraken shot for him, he was.
1: Yeah, if you target those pads down low or just those rebound generating areas, he was, you know, the shots right to the chest, not so much. But, yeah, the rebounds were there to be had.
0: Yes. Um, Let's see here. Oh, Wu-Tang Clan is playing tomorrow. RJ, that's what's going on. Um, Elizabeth, if you guys could switch up the lines, who would you move? Feels like the first line needs some fire.
1: You have, like, a gut reaction one to go for, RJ? Yeah, I you know what? I would move Karche up to the first line, move McCann down to the second line, and see maybe him with, like, Wenberg and Bur- Burakovsky. And then, I mean, who does that lead? Is that, that's just like... That's then Gord, Bjorkstrand, Tolvinen again. Yeah, right? yeah, that's okay. That's, that's what I would do. And then, who does that move to the fourth line? Uh, oh, would that move Schwartz down
0: to the fourth line?
1: You know what? I'm fine with that for a game or two. Let's see how it works.
0: All right. Here's what I say. I still want to see Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand together. I still think that they're the only two East-West players on this team. The fact that they aren't playing together still blows my mind. Uh, So I want to see Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand together. I think you stick them on a line with Wenberg, and you tell them to just go for it, and you tell Wenberg to just stay out of the way. I think, you know, play defense, let the other two guys... Only focus on offense. Don't worry about two-way play because I know that is something that Burkowski and Bjorkstrand can do is they do like to be responsible. I Don't yeah. be responsible. Just go for it. Wenberg will take care of you, and I'm with you. I would put Cartier up there with Beneers and Eberly. try to recreate some of that playoff magic because it scored goals. It did.
1: And it was a different look, too. It wasn't just kind of filling in for the way McCann plays. It's more of a power forward approach. And you know when, when you struggle to score, I think you could use a little bit of that.
0: Yeah um lots of talk about the Wu-Tang Clan in here now uh for the children as Carlos says and uh as Edward said I've heard that they're they're nothing to f with RJ uh yeah I have heard that as well yeah um and then some talk of Maddie only having six shots on the season look He's not a volume shooter. He never has been a volume shooter. So, And he's missed the net a couple times on some 2 on one So I guess we'll cut him a little bit of a slack. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, everybody. I think that's going to do it for this one. I started us off, RJ. Oh, man, my transition into the, the sponsor read for Flat Stick. Pump, huh? uh, so fantastic on this one. Because it was all about, you know, there are some sports where you do only want to have a score of one at the end. Such as <laughs> mini golf. And I will reiterate that. So hopefully everybody, uh, you, you head over to Flatstick. I want to start seeing now that games are back in Seattle. I want to start seeing some uh, pictures from from everybody there, and make sure to f- uh, tag Flatstick too. They love that kind of stuff. Yeah, they do. So, tag Flatstick. Yeah. Tag us.
1: Yeah, let us know. Show us. Your, show us your scorecard. You have a good round. Show us yeah oh we
0: could we could start
1: that as a thing
0: I think yeah so. we could like
1: on the discord just have like a uh, yeah like a contest so you can get the best scores on things.
0: Yes and again, if it's a Kraken game day and you're going to the Kraken game you head over to that South Lake Union location, get 50% off those games including mini golf beforehand uh, get that round in send us send us it then you know afterwards you can head over there, get your dollar off beer, hop into the post game live and brag about how great you are at mini golf. Trust me. I will be impressed as someone who is not good at mini golf. I will (laughs) will give you lots of props and kudos. Um, All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. Hopefully we'll get a better result on Thursday against the hurricanes. I I think we're getting there. Hey, Toddy right here with the super chat right at the end here. Just want to say thanks for all the good vibes. in The stream, despite the loss, still love joining these post games from New Zealand this season. Well, we're very, very happy to have you in here. It's awesome. All right. So much. Everybody, as Jake says, better days ahead. I believe that. We will see you all next time.